Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. See, si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Cows and pigs and chickens. Meat, in short. Far be it for me to question the general manager ever, but <laughs> not the veterans of this great land on Veterans Day. Oh, great, Scott. I'm sorry. And America's veterans, God bless you on this fine day. I was just reading about inflation, specifically the price of meat, dairy, and eggs. Holy crappings. I was fully expecting the usual Joe Getty full embrace of our veterans and what they've done for us. So I was like, and I had my mouth set. So when I heard cows, pigs, and chickens instead right. of veterans, I was... I was shocked. Well, I let you down. I failed to do my duty, as it were. I should probably be drummed out of the Armstrong and Getty Corps. It is November Or at least uh, sentenced to KP for the next uh, six weeks. It is November 11th, commonly known as Veterans Day. And uh, this is our best veterans holiday, I think, uh, just in terms of people paying attention to it. Partially just because it hasn't been co-opted into a Monday, three-day weekend boating thing. Right. Um, So, uh... We'll be talking more about that next week's the week we start raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And if you don't know what that is, we'll tell you all about it next week. Great, great cause. And we're going to raise a ton of money, as we have for years, for our veterans. But uh, we'll be talking about Veterans Day throughout the show, somewhat. Yeah, I hate to turn things bitter, and this is not excuse-making, but it does occur to me, for the last hour, I've been plowing through our nation's media as uh, quickly as I can and uh, comprehending it uh, the best I can and came across, I think, nothing about Veterans or Veterans Day or the state of veterans in America or the VA reforms or anything. Nothing. Yeah, that's not surprising, but that is disappointing. I think Mm -hmm. you're right. I I don't believe I've heard other than a a cursory Happy Veterans Day maybe on a show. Other than that, nothing. You'd think it would be a day you could do a lot of news stories on the stuff you just mentioned. What is the situation with our Veterans Hospital? Remember the giant scandal? Let's take a look at it on this Veterans Day. Should be a right. lot of that. Uh-huh. You'd hope. But there ain't. There are parades all across America. Um, Which is good. That is good. I'm glad to hear about that. So why uh, why did you mention meat and chicken and uh, whatnot? I was just uh, looking at some inflation figures, and the price of meat is just crazy. Yeah. And, and dairy and, and eggs. And the prospects are poor for it to bounce back. Well, bounce back downward. Is that a thing? Uh, anytime soon. I was also reading about the incredible worker shortage at America's meat processing plants. And it is not the most glorious nor comfortable work, uh, to say the least. It, it's cold, it's tiring, it, it's hard, it can be dangerous. It, it, but but the odd thing to me is that uh, pre-COVID, we had plenty of folks processing the meat, and we had plenty of meat on the shelves, and now we don't anymore, and they can't hire people. Did they go off to better jobs? Did they re-examine their lives, and now they're blogging and working for tech startups, or I don't know. The Great Reset, is that what's going on there? 
It's mostly illegal immigrants. Can we just be honest about this? The, 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 the meat processing plants of America are crammed full of recent arrivals to our shores, whether documented or on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the companies themselves help facilitate that whole thing. Um, let's officially start the show, and then we can mention a couple of the things we got to get to today. Big news. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, November 11th, year 2021. It is Veterans Day. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. My good faith feeling this morning after watching that testimony was you had left the door open a little bit. Now we had something new, and I was going to probe it. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So that's the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, murder trial, and uh, the prosecuting attorney. Yes, the judge lit up the prosecutor for uh, various evidentiary violations. The judge was pissed. Yeah, well, I've taken in a bunch of media from a bunch of different sources, and as usual with every story in America, if you watch Fox, the story is one thing. If you watch the other cable news channels, it's a completely different thing, and very little overlap. Um, I was watching MSNBC this morning, and uh, the host of that, Joe Scarborough, who is a lawyer, said the judge was a disgrace and a joke from the beginning. Um, and that uh, Jeffrey Tubin, the legal analyst on CNN, uh, called Kyle Rittenhouse an idiot. And luckily, there's no penalty for being wow. an idiot. Wow. Okay. So completely different views than you might have heard uh, on oh, other sources. And again, he's not on trial for being an idiot. So it's interesting that the the frequently masturbating that you know what that was out of bounds. I'm sorry. Frequently, sorry Your Honor, for the. Frequently? Uh, I'm so, You know what? You, you have violated. I, I am. I cannot believe you. You astound me, sir. I apologize to the audience and Mr. Tubin. One time you get caught masturbating in front of your coworkers, and all of a right. sudden it's frequently. It's unfair. I was out of bounds, Your Honor. I beg forgiveness or whatever. But anyway, it seems odd that he would, uh, you know, feel the need to throw that comment in as the alleged guru of, of legal, you know, issues. But a lot of that happened while we were on the air yesterday, and uh, people listening later in the show heard it, but we'll play some of the highlights for you this morning, and you can see for yourself what you think of the testimony. Oh, the, the never-ending um, uh, if you did hear about the trial at all, uh, the, the, everybody led with uh, the fact that the kid broke down emotionally on the stand. I find it kind of sick that we, we do this. Um, it's not the headline. It's not even close to the headline. He got upset for a while, so they delayed for a few minutes. But that's the big video. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I consider it grief porn, man. But uh, all your uh, your lefty commentaries thought it was all completely fake and acting, and what acting school did he go to, and all that sort of stuff. So wow, a lot wow. of the left is mean, man. They're mean as snakes. They're cruel. They have no conscience. They're vicious. God, I would think if an eighteen year old doesn't get doesn't break down emotionally over having uh, felt like he was going to die and then shooting a couple of people, wow, you're a you're a sociopath. Right, because I mean, that's a hell of a situation to be in. No matter, no matter what, even without the reasons you were there or anything else. Right. Yeah. That's you, I. That's, that's, that's what you are either a liar or a sociopath yourself to say something like that. Anyway, we'll get into that. What are your thoughts? Uh, text line four one five two nine five KFTC. How's mailbag look today? Oh, it's good. It's good. A lot of great insights. The people, the wisdom of the people will be on display. For some reason, I keep thinking it's Thanksgiving Thursday. It's not. It's Veterans Day Thursday. And if I keep thinking somebody's going to give me pie on Veterans Mm. Day, I'm going to be disappointed all day long. Veterans Day has nothing to do with pie or gravy. 
or cranberry sauce or any of those things. Not directly, anyway. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, anyway, we'll stay on top of all these stories and bring you up to speed. I hope you can stay with us again. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Might be unfair, but I just saw a good picture from the big climate conference they got going over there in Europe where uh, one of the green energy buses that's traveling around to promote green energy uh, ran out of juice and they're hauling it out of the way of the traffic with a big giant diesel tow truck. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Uh, Greta Thunberg factors into mailbags, so stay tuned for that. Oh, really? You've stolen my childhood. How dare you include me in mailbag? I kind of like her new uh, her new sound though, with using the naughty words and being sarcastic. Nah, she's all grown up. Yeah, sarcastic, yeah. sarcastic teenager now. Well, she knew more than anybody at age sixteen. Imagine how much she knows at age eighteen. So anyway, uh, all that's coming up, plus uh, coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Some compelling tape from the courtroom. Right now, your freedom loving quote of the day. Once again, from Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, former Prime Minister of Great Britain. I always cheer up immensely if an attack is particularly wounding, because I think, well, if they attack one personally, it means they have not a single political argument left. Hmm. That was sassy. Sassy. That was kind of your sass-loving quote of the day more than, gotcha. more than anything. It's your snark of the day. Yeah, kind of. Let's see if I can find a freedom-loving quote of the day. Ah. The spirit of envy can destroy. It can never build. That's, that's a good, good one. That is Man, good. That's way to go, Maggie. That's something we should all think about. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> if I have to. Mailbag. Didn't know you were going to be drug into this. Yeah. Didn't realize there'd be thinking involved. Hey, guys, writes Anonymous. I don't know why you'd need to be anonymous. You have an incredibly common name, and your topic is completely uncontroversial. Mm. But people are afraid these days of being doxxed, I guess. Anyway, Anonymous writes, hey, guys, uh, read Daylight Savings Time versus Standard Time. I propose the following solution. Let's just split the difference between the two and permanently change the time by 30 minutes and call it good. Then we can all go back to sleeping or not sleeping or whatever it is we're supposed to be doing to prevent heart disease. KCLGB, keep chanting, let's go, Brandon. My first thought was mockery, but maybe that is the answer. A half hour change. We'll make it, yeah, a half hour change. So I get a little sunshine in the morning, you get a little sunshine in the afternoon. Moving along. There you go. Let's go, Brandon. King Solomon of old could not have crafted a more elegantly simple solution. Thank you, Anne. Uh, This is Jim uh, responding to my assertion. That uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is a 17-year-old boy with a rifle uh, going into a riot situation was probably not wise. He writes, hey, stupid ass. Mm. Worth noting, it's H-A-Y. Hey, stupid ass. <laughs> hey, the uh, feed for horses. Yes. Okay, Six, gotcha. 17-year-olds serve in the military and get deployed to war zones with guns all the time and have been forever. I enlisted at 17 years and one month was deployed to a l- war zone. So 17-year-olds are capable of having guns, even machine guns. And operate advanced weapon systems. Signed, Jim. Hey, Jim, so you showed up there. First day of boot camp, they put a gun in your hand and put you in combat, right? 
Or did they train you for weeks and weeks? How do I need to point that out to you? Before you write your angry, hey, stupid-ass emails, Jimmy, if you have to explain it, you're wasting your time explaining it. Well, I wouldn't tell my 17-year-old it was a good idea to grab a gun and go into that atmosphere. You feel free to do whatever you like, sir. Hey! Uh, Phoenix Steve writes, Gents, Greta! Was at the Scotland gas event. She stated that she wanted Britain to apologize for the Industrial Revolution. What a troll to expand her brand. I imagine the Queen saying, uh, Sorry, my dear, for pulling billions out of poverty and feeding the planet. I do apologize. And then he uh, sent along a chart apropos of, well, not nothing, but of uh, a completely different uh, topic. In 1980, the inflation uh, using the inflation method we use now, we'd already hit 15 percent. What? 19? Oh, in the 1980 inflation method, we've already hit 15 percent, almost matching 1980, um, in which inflation was rampant right before Reagan took office. Um, because I think it was fairly recently they started separating out fuel and food. Okay, it might have been recently, 20 years ago or 40 years ago. I don't know. Right. Um, But uh, because they're so volatile, they can be misleading. But I would say, particularly in the case of food, there's no sign of those uh, price spikes going away. No. I just burnt my tongue on my coffee. I hate when I do that. Really, really really hate when I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that on coffee uh, now and again. It's uh, pizza that gets me. Mm. Mm. Can't let it cool off because you're too hungry. Because I'm a glutton. Mm. Yeah. Uh, It's the sauce that gets you right behind your top teeth, right up there. Oh. That hurts. Wow. Moving along. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You sassy little thing, you. Uh, Kevin from Placerville uh, pointed this out, uh, and I think it's a great point talking about uh, the COVID. Uh, And he's he's referring back to my story last week where I was unable to see my doctor for uh, my, my, uh, my annual physical, every six months physical, due to overcautious uh, COVID policies. In, in my case, I had a cold, documented a cold. I'd been tested multiple times, but because I was sniffly, they, oh, no, no, you can't come in. Don't Run come in. Don't even drive by. It's too dangerous. And it was only because I had a high blood pressure cuff and decided to take my own BP that I realized my blood pressure had gotten out of control over the last, like, eight months hmm. since I'd last consistently checked it. It was so good so often, I figured, why am I checking this sure. anymore? Um, so anyway... Because I had the sniffles, they wouldn't see me. And, and Kevin mentions, why are fully vaccinated hospitals refusing in-person care to patients, asymptomatic or not, due to possible exposure? These policies are counterproductive, will cause countless preventable deaths. There will be millions of missed or late diagnoses around the country due to policies like this. And we're just beginning to see the downstream neg- negative effects. Uh, I would agree. My, my wife actually has a friend. I ju- just became aware of this story yesterday who had a severe upper respiratory infection. It was not COVID. She was tested. Absolutely not COVID. She could not get in to physically see a doctor and be treated. Finally, her doctor reached out to her via email and said, look, call the office. Tell him you got foot pain. Tell him you got back spasms. Tell him anything wow. you want. Get in here and see me. Wow, interesting. So I have said in the last couple of weeks that COVID makes liars out of a lot of us, mm. especially if you got kids. You tell me you're not sending your kid to school with a runny nose or a sore throat or something like that that you think's a cold this time of year. Come on. 
You going to keep your kid home every time they've got any cold-like symptom that could be a COVID-like symptom? Of course not. For because, weeks at a time? Because if you do that, you're immediately committed to like 10 to 14 days out of school. Right. Quarantining. Right. And then everybody you've been around and every kid that's been around them. Same thing with going to the doctor. I have lied about what I think was allergies at the time so I could go into the doctor's office. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to go in. Right. Right. And who knows? I mean, like blood pressure, for instance. Maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. It can lead to serious, traumatic, deadly medical problems. How many people in America are not having their blood pressure taken at all because they can't get in to physically see their health care providers because of COVID paranoia? I swear. Moving along, totally different topic here. That's the beauty of mailbag, Jack. I don't know if you've ever noticed. We uh, careen from fascinating topic to topic. Awesome. Anonymous here. Uh, it's a, a nurse, uh, beautiful uh, Northern California, lot doing uh, chatting with a coworker. Her 20-year-old daughter came home, currently in, enrolled in the medical assistant program, local community college. Shared with us that during her classes today, their teacher presented them with a website to apply for the CalFresh program. This is the uh, food stamps for California that they named CalFresh. Yeah, to try to hide the fact that it's. Food stamps. Sounds like a bistro, but it's uh, welfare. It's a class uh, with uh, ages ranging from late teens to adulthood. Presented to them to apply for CalFresh, whether they believe they'll qualify or not, whether they need it or not. It'll help us get a better idea of those students that we are serving. To top it off, every student was offered a $50 Visa gift card just to apply. Fill wow. out the application. Get a, so the government is now bribing people to get on welfare. With your money. With your tax money. Highlights from yesterday's trial next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. With your arms up in the air, he never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him advanced on him with your gun now your hands down pointed at him that he fired right correct that's, that's from two days ago uh that was yesterday no it could have been two days ago uh that was during the uh kyle rittenhouse trial the questioning of gage grosskreutz who was the man who was shot who didn't die obviously uh well, admitting that, no, he, the Kyle Rittenhouse didn't fire his gun until after I'd pointed my handgun at his head. And I think for a lot of people, I think that was the end of the case, really. So the guy that's still alive that got shot said, yeah, he didn't shoot me until I pointed a gun at him. Well, given that the other two uh, unfortunate fellows, A, threatened Kyle uh, Rittenhouse repeatedly and grabbed his gun and or bashed him over the head with a skateboard, kicked him in the head and were attempting to kill him. Uh, yeah, it's over uh, three in terms of, uh, you know, whether it was self-defense or not. So this was the uh, aftermath of the George Floyd thing, rioting all across the country, this particular rioting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where his dad lives. Yeah, that's correct, and and uh, a healthy handful of folks turned out to protect life and property from the rioters, uh, from their point of view, and mine, frankly, because they knew the police were going to more or less stand down. And this uh, 17-year-old uh, drove into the state from another state, though his dad lives there. I don't know why that's, uh, uh, why I even know that, but it's mentioned 
over and over and over again in the crowd that thinks he's a, a murderer that needs to go to jail. Well, it, it makes it sound like it's some sort of premeditated mayhem. But it's like the, uh, you know, the, the four corners regions. Well, there are actually a couple of, of regions like this where you just, you drive about and you happen to have gone from one state to the other and back again, but it's of no significance. Gotcha. I mean, um, they're at the Illinois Wisconsin border. There are two towns right there. Anyway, so this Kyle Rittenhouse, when he was 17, he goes there, um, cleaning graffiti off the schools, hoping to protect businesses, I guess, with his AR 15. Anyway, there's a lot of ugliness going on. Mayhem ensues, and he ends up shooting a couple of people dead. Uh, now, your point of view on that uh, depends on your politics, it would seem, rather than the facts of the case, as as happens all the time in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of compelling testimony yesterday that we played late in the show. Um, I'm uh, what's uh, what's the clip you got there, Michael? It's uh, Rosenbaum attacking. Okay, yeah, one of the uh, men shot dead. This is the convicted rapist, uh, Mr. Rosenbaum. Go ahead. Describe what happens. I once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder, and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um. And I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski. And there were <laughs> Okay, that's where uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, had to take a break to, to get him himself back together. The moment where he was cornered by multiple people in this Rosenbaum guy. I'm sorry, I said he was a convicted rapist. He was a convicted child molester. Um, surrounded him and, and attempted to attack him. And, according to photos, videos, and testimony. And Kyle Rittenhouse shot him and he's dead. Right. Correct. Uh, USA Today had the headline yesterday. Kyle Rittenhouse broke down in tears at his murder trial on the witness stand as he described the events of August 25th. LeBron James, the basketball player, retweeted with what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knocked it, man knock it off. The boy ate some lemon heads before walking onto the court. Ha, 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 ha. Um, what? And then a long string of where did this kid get his acting lessons? He needs a better coach. Did Ricky, Ricky Schroeder got pulled into this. Do you know what the tie-in is on that? Mm, Ricky no, Schroeder, the child so. actor from the 80s? Anyway, lot long stream trending on Twitter. I was following last night of... Did he go to Ricky Schroeder's acting class? What do you got, Michael? I was told he's surpri- uh, giving support to Rittenhouse. Support in what way? Well, uh, probably online. He's a conservative. Okay. Mr. Schroeder. Okay, so he said something did... positive about him, and so it all was... So he must have gone to the Ricky Schroeder School of Acting to pull off that acting job of crying on the stand. Anna Navarro Cardenas of CNN said, uh, think about how much their loved ones have cried real anguish and grief, not crocodile tears like this kid. You know, the, the uh, Twitter and, and cable news are just, uh, humans uh, do not populate those places. There are no human souls there. There are just angry vipers spitting their venom at each other. Just garbage. Anyway, where does that leave us? I don't know. Do you want to play some of the, the, the testimony from yesterday that was pretty compelling or just skip to... um. I mean, I don't know. It would just take too long. We have so much of it. 
Long story short, if you heard it, uh, he shot people who were attacking him. Whether he should have been there with a firearm at all, particularly at his tender age, is an open question. One thing that I find really interesting is the need for people uh, either on one side or the other. For instance, we've featured some folks on the left or, or, or folks who are more you know uh, close to us, politically speaking, um, who can't find any fault at all. Zero. Zero. This guy is either got to be the world's purest and most wonderful hero who did exactly what he should have done, or he's just an irredeemable villain. And nobody has any room for anything in between or any, I know. any color to their. I just I don't get the modern world. Anyway, eh, here's, so one, a, here's another reaction for you. And this go ahead. maybe speaks to what you were just talking about there. So Hakeem Jeffries, who happens to be in uh, Congress and is the chair of the House Democrat Caucus, Hakeem Jeffries uh, tweeted out yesterday, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse now and throw away the key. He had tweeted... uh, That's an odd understanding of our nation's justice system, particularly by a congressman. Good God. Chair of the uh, Democratic Caucus. Uh, He had tweeted not long ago, when this was a hot topic, end mass incarceration, defund the prison industrial complex. Ah... Except Lock, for this kid, but yeah, i i find that I find this troubling for the reasons you just said. The there's just there's just no room for nuance or on the other hand in the modern world. Is that is that the way most of you are? Is it just the loudest voices are that way? I don't know. Well, I think the case of Hakeem Jeffries, who's no idiot. I mean, because the explanation of what he said is either, I mean, he is just sitting at home shoveling paste into his mouth. He he can't even take care of himself, okay? He's, he's very, he's disabled intellectually. Or he just understands to raise money, to get likes, to get an online profile, to raise your brand. You say the most extreme things you can. For a sitting congressman to say you got to lock him up and throw away the key. Number one, the trial's not over, to state the obvious. Number two, if you've been watching the trial, there's no way at all that happens. So either, again, he's an idiot or a liar who seeks gain from his lies. God, we're in a weird place now. Politicians of all stripes feel perfectly comfortable weighing in on active court cases in public on how they should turn out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. So a couple of interesting notes from the trial. Number one, at one point, uh, the prosecutor was trying to impeach the idea that Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, shooting in self-defense. Um, and this is how it sounded. Clip number 41, please. He never steps back and puts the gun in both hands in a ready aim position towards you, does he? He doesn't do that. He never takes that gun with his right hand and stands there and holds it out with his right hand in front of him and aims it directly at you, does he? No, he does this pointing it directly at my head. And you thought that's the way he was going to shoot you? Yeah. You thought he ran up close to you to, to shoot you? Yes. You understand that he could have taken that gun if he wanted to and shot you from 10, 15, 20 feet away, right? Can you refer? Sorry, I'm have, trying to understand the question. You're, you understand that a pistol like that doesn't need to be right up close to someone to shoot, right? Yes. It can shoot from 10, 15, 20 feet away, right? Yes. Mr. Grosskreutz could have stopped 10, 15, 20 feet away if he wanted to shoot you and fired his pistol at you, couldn't he have? He could have, but he didn't. 
So this guy runs up next to Kyle Rittenhouse and points a gun at his head, and the prosecutor's logic is that, well, why'd you assume he was going to shoot you? He could have shot you from 15 feet away. That's bizarre. Well, like I said yesterday, I think a lot of time lawyers get beat up for stupid lines of questioning or or or, or attacks or whatever, and it's because mm-hmm. they got a bad case. He's yeah. you know he's throwing stuff against the wall because it's pretty likely this kid's going to walk free. Um, so he's trying to come up with something. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse talked yesterday about how he got knocked down at one point and a guy was kicking him in the head, and uh, and he was afraid you know he's going to get kicked and knocked out, and the guy would take his gun, blah blah blah, and, and like we got a texter, but this is you know indicative of the sort of person that responds this way oh so i was a guy was gonna kick me so i shot him um is your response you're an idiot never text again (laughs) man if i ever get in a fight and i'm on the ground and a guy's kicking me in the head i think i'm gonna die yeah yeah uh again that is an idiotic comment and uh and shame on you uh so the judge at one point got pissed off at the prosecutor a couple of different uh, lines of questioning sent the jury out of the room and then just lit him up it was really i watched the entire thing it was like 12 minutes long really interesting here's a short montage of what happened clip 45 michael i was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. Don't get brazen with me. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. You know, the uh, the uh, the prosecutor's down three goals, or, you know, two touchdowns, so he's now grabbing jerseys and pulling face masks and the rest of it. He's desperate, and the judge got pissed. Well, like I said, I saw the, you know, cable news lawyers say the judge is a joke and a disgrace to the law. Sure. So I don't I don't know what to do with modern America. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know where we're going from here. I mean, what's who are we talking to? I wish I had a better sense of of uh, of where most people are. My sense is, I think your sense is that most people aren't like this. Most people aren't. Um, I only see things one way. Right. Yeah, I I actually want to talk more about what the judge was yelling about, but as long as you brought it up, uh, I was at a a gathering lately. It was a dinner party-ish thing, and there were eight of us sitting at the table. Dinner table event. Dinner table event. That's exactly what it was. And and, and two of the fellas who are kind of loud and effusive guys anyway, they got their drink on. And at one point, they're talking about football and just yelling back and forth. Not like arguing, but just they were so loud and drunk and effusive. The other six of us sat at the table like we can't have a conversation. We have no interest in that conversation. It's too freaking loud to even turn to the person next to you and say, boy, it's been beautiful lately, hasn't it? And so we just all sat there. I think a lot of modern uh, like political uh, social media media discourse is that dinner table event. The, the people screeching inanities at each other are drowning out the rest of us. I, I would like, you know, I, I would like to imagine, and maybe it's kind of a conceit, maybe it's we're flattering ourselves, that you all are in the main, that most of you are fairly reasonable people and, and reasonably bright as well and have consciences and you love the country. 
Now, some of you are angry maniacs, and uh, but I can live with that. But I'd like to think that a lot of you aren't. Anyway, what time is it? Do we have time nah, for my expert almost went to law school analysis of the judge and the prosecutor? Maybe next segment. Okay, I'll tell you what I got next hour that I, I guarantee you're going to love. And um, I did it last year. I'm going to use the same article to make the argument again. Uh, no, our infrastructure is not crumbling. And by the way, if you want to Google that before next hour, see how many different People have pointed this out over the last several years in all kinds of different magazines from left, right, and center. Hmm. No, our infrastructure is not crumbling. That myth that gets mentioned all the time by politicians and got two trillion and a half dollars spent a week uh, a week ago persists. You guaranteed we'd like it. If we don't, we're going to tweet that you're a racist. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. You're going to like it. It's going to be good. Promise you. Next hour. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's really going on is that the prosecutor wants a mistrial. He wants a mistrial without prejudice because he doesn't think the trial is going his way. The judge doesn't want to be the one to declare a mistrial because he's not going to be able to go back into pretty. He wants the jury to acquit. And so what the judge is angry at is that the prosecutor is trying to put him in the position of creating a mistrial, which then the prosecutor says, hey, it's the judge's fault. It's not my fault. Wow. Alan Dershowitz there explaining why the prosecutor clearly stepped over some lines and why the judge was so pissed. Interesting. And yet again, if you watch MSNBC, CNN, all you know is there's a stupid old judge who doesn't believe in justice. A uh, CNN commentator just said the judge in the Rittenhouse trial is clearly a wannabe Fox commentator auditioning for a job. Wow, fair criticism, not dealing with any of the facts whatsoever. That's the modern world. The judge was pissed about two things. Number one, weeks before the infamous night, uh, there was an incident where uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was witnessing looters and said, I wish I had my gun. And the prosecutor said, that proves he's willing to shoot people to protect property. The judge said, no, that's completely different. It doesn't establish a pattern. You can't bring it up unless the defense somehow does. Prosecutor brought it up anyway. The other thing was the prosecutor tried to make a big deal of, this is the first time you've told this uh, version of these events, isn't it? You didn't tell the police that? And the judge, that's when the judge went crazy. It's a its a legal thing called the Griffin error. You can't suggest that somebody's clearly guilty because they invoked the, first, uh, the Fifth Amendment. That they said to the cops, hey, I shot somebody, they were attacking me, here's my gun, I'm turning myself in, but I'm going to want a lawyer. You can't suggest that it's somehow nefarious that this is the first time you've told these, you know, you've you've made this account of the events. So the judge was pissed because that is like a first year of law school. You can't do it thing. And the prosecutor deliberately did it, which is why Alan Dershowitz thinks it, it was an effort to actually cause a mistrial. Interesting. Yeah. And where is the trial today? Where is it? Uh, physically, or, no. or what are they doing? No, and it's timeline. Uh, I don't actually know. I think the defense is putting on its case. Okay. But uh, I stand ready to be corrected. 
Uh, Dr. Oz is running for the U.S. Senate. We'll talk about that later. I'm horrified by that notion and how we're so in love with celebrities that I'm worried that he might actually win. Um, speaking of court cases, somebody's suing Alec Baldwin now, one of the Rust crew members. That's the movie they were working on when that poor woman got shot dead. Um, so Alec Baldwin is being sued. We'll see how that goes. And what is soon to be, I think, a giant court case, that Travis Scott concert where eight people got killed and a whole people, bunch of people horribly injured. He's got quite the precedent of this sort of thing, repeatedly bragging about hurt and unconscious concert goers over many concerts in the past including videos and pictures that he still has up on his Twitter feed as of today. Years before 8 died at his concert last weekend, he had been bragging on social media about fans getting hurt and passing out at his shows, even suggesting one would be a hero if he didn't survive at a New York gig. Um, This Travis Scott person again had these disturbing images on his social media, and they're still up. He had once commented, and one of the most disturbing posts shows a young man seemingly unconscious at Scott's sold-out 2015 show on which uh, somebody took a picture, and Travis Scott responded to that kid that didn't survive. You're a hero in my book. I guess he thought the kid was dead and thought it was awesome. Or something. That's yeah. A, I don't even know what's going on there. I don't, I don't, I'm com- completely confused as to what that whole thing is. I would have thought his attorney would have said, hey, dude, uh, maybe you take that stuff down for the moment. Well, it's too late now because we passed a trillion and a half infrastructure bill that we didn't need. No, we didn't need it. Those are, Don't you care about roads and bridges? I got some info for you coming up on how we do not have a crumbling infrastructure. We didn't even need to spend that money, let alone this next bill that they're going to try to vote on next week. If you miss an hour of the show, go to armstrongandgetty.com and grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.